Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Sisters in Christ. I'm the girl that does the intros. I'm one of your hosts, Ava, and I'm joined by your other host, Alexis. Hello, hello, sisters. We have a great topic today. And as you know, sisters, we like to start off with some Bible trivia. So I will start reading my questions first for Alexis. Okay. So this is just to answer. Do your best. (laughs) By means of death. Who is the mediator of the new covenant? Jesus. Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is a multiple choice. Which book of the New Testament explores the time of the early church? Was it Acts, the book of Matthew, book of Revelation, or the book of Jude? Acts. That is correct. Where did Jesus say is best to pray? The front row at church, (laughs) a street corner, in a small secret closet, or all of the above? I'm going to go with closet. Yes, that is true. When he said pray in your closet, you don't have to literally be in a closet. Just (laughs) be in a private space. Amen. Okay, true or false, Ava? Jesus delivered the Ten Commandments in his Sermon on the Mount. False. What did he deliver? The Beatitudes. That is correct. Okay. In the book of Genesis, how many days did God take to create the world? Seven, eight, six, or ten? Six, because he rested on the seventh day. Correct. Okay. This is a true or false. Jesus said... No prophet is accepted in his own country. That is true. Mm -hmm. They sure did reject him. Mm. Rejection got a little bit to do with our topic today. So for today's topic, it's so interesting. You know, we're in preparation. We're very prayerful and intentional and listening to what the Holy Spirit says he wants discussed on Two Sisters in Christ. And I was washing the dishes one evening and I was praying as I'm washing the dishes, you know, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to talk about? What should should our next discussion topic be? And I heard the Holy Spirit say siblings. And I was like, oh, Lord, wow, I'm definitely qualified to talk about that subject. (laughs) (laughs) Being... Personally, this is Ava speaking. I am the youngest of four, so I have three older siblings. And, you know, me and Lexi obviously discuss it together. It's not just like, oh, the Holy Spirit said this, so we're going to do it. Right. We discussed it. And what's, and Lexi, tell, share your part that happened yeah. at the same time as I'm washing the dishes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm in my room just asking and talking to God on what he wanted us to speak on next. And then 20 minutes later, Ava comes and tells me, hey, this is what the Holy Spirit said we are going to talk about next. And God, in his kindness, literally confirmed it. So we're recording this, It's and we're sitting down to record this now. But last night, Lexi and I, this season of spring and summer, we picked up playing tennis. So I love, love, love playing tennis, wanted to play, get some night tennis in, And we were going to stop by the dollar store to pick up some Gatorades or whatever that we could have. 
because we're in a heat wave right now. I need to stay hydrated. But the point is, we were at the dollar store getting the stuff and we're checking out. And the lady checking us out, she had a pretty green blouse on. I And I could feel in my spirit, like the Holy Spirit prompting me to talk with her. So I complimented her shirt and she was like, oh, thank you. You know, I got it from this place that my sister introduced me to. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. Like I've heard of that place. I told my sister about it too. And obviously Lexi's standing right next to me. So the three of us, we shared a laugh, you know, and then I told her sibling relationships are so interesting. All the while I know the Holy, like what our next discussion topic is that we were going to sit down to record this today. And the woman goes into talking about her siblings and she said, yeah, I'm the youngest of three and everybody, all my older siblings, they just think I'm spoiled. And then there was a pause after that. I wasn't sure if she was going to keep talking or not, but in that pause, we could feel her pain. Mm -hmm. We could literally feel the pain in the weight of the hurt she had been carrying and all while that's happening, the Holy Spirit's like, are you listening? Are you hearing this? Your discussion topic, this is confirmation. You, right. it, yeah, this, it's like double confirmation, you know? So I know that we were meant to discuss this. Right. Absolutely meant to discuss it. And I'm excited and looking forward to seeing what the Holy Spirit is going to bring out and how he's going to work through us to shine light on a lot of hurt. Amen. Because there are a lot of sibling relationships that are damaged and broken and need reconciliation and healing. Right. And just because it's like that doesn't mean that was God's design. Right. Does not mean that was God's design. Because God's all about unity and not division. Right, that is so true. And with that being said, I will get into prayer so we can get into this discussion topic. Heavenly Father, thank you for designing the family unit. Thank you that you gave us an example of how to be a sibling through your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for being the perfect sibling that literally no one else could do. No other human on this earth with siblings was the perfect, was or is the perfect sibling but you. So in this discussion, Holy Spirit, help us to glean from the life of Jesus in order for you to speak through us and so that truth can be shined in areas of darkness because there's a lot of hurt in this world, God, and you did not design us to carry so much hurt and pain. Thank you that through forgiveness and repentance, we are blessed with wholeness and healing. We love you, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray and know that you hear me. Amen. Amen. So, where do we want to start when talking about siblings? I would like to start in talking about our earthly sibling relationships just so we can set the foundation and go from there. Okay. So, in our earthly sibling relationships, sibling, just that word brings up a lot of emotions. It means something different for everyone. 
Maybe you have full sibling, adopted sibling, half sibling, step sibling, whatever you want to put. That is your sibling. Whether you want to accept it or not, accept him, accept her or not, that is your sibling. And so what I wanted to do was come from the word. All right. So I have prepared a few verses to read and then I'm going to dissect them. We're going to discuss it and we're going to see light shined in areas of darkness because we're, we're going to release that hurt, sisters. We're going to release that pain and we're going to release forgiveness. All right. But in order to do that, we have to recognize the areas we are wrong. Mm -hmm. Truly. Because there's no, oh, I haven't done anything wrong. No, we all fall short of the glory of God every single day. All right. I'm coming from the book of Matthew. Oh, wow. You asked about the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. Chapter five. In one of the questions. Wow. All right, Lord, we see you in the intention. <laughs> okay. So I'm coming from Matthew chapter five, verses 21 and 22. Here we go. Verse 21, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Verse 21, you have heard that it was said to the men of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders shall be guilty before the court. Oh, and I'm sorry, let me back up some. This is Jesus talking, red letters, stick it in your mind. Jesus is God. This is God. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. This is God speaking in human form. So just let the gravity of these words sink in. So we established that in the past, God said you, the law was given, you shall not murder. Whoever murders shall be guilty before the court. Verse 22. But I, Jesus, but I say to you that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or harbors malice. We're going to get into these definitions. Hold on or harbors malice against him, shall be guilty before the court. And whoever speaks contemptuously and insultingly to his brother, Raka, you empty-headed idiot, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court, the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of the fiery hell. Wow. I can hear you right now, sister. Okay, but what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, let's pick it up. So, Jesus is establishing in verse 21. Because I think in a, a lot of people's minds, oh, murder's so bad. Murder's the worst sin you can do. Da -da -da -da. Murder's way worse than lying. Murder's mm -hmm. way worse than having a, a, a ill-intended thought towards someone else. But Jesus says, no, let me show you how my scales are balanced. Whoever is, whoever continues to be angry. So sisters, if you're continuing in anger, that's continuing in unforgiveness. The Bible says mm -hmm. that human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. If you're continuing in, in anger, that means you're continuing in not processing mm what you went through or what you experienced or what was done to you. We have to process. God doesn't want us walking around angry. Right. And 
even being angry Lexi what kind of effect does that have on our bodies right no I'm asking yeah you can hold tension in your body be feeling sore having headaches just anything Mm, yeah dude the headaches that's a good point so what is what is anger then anger angry definition so the bible says who everyone who continues to be angry with his brother well we know brother brother or sister Mm -hmm. come on now don't be legalistic (laughs) so angry means feeling or showing strong annoyance displeasure or hostility Mm. so if you're showing annoyance i'm just so annoyed right now that's anger that's being angry and we need we got to check ourselves. Right. We can't just be walking through this life all willy-nilly. No. Be, the Holy Spirit will show you. Mm, you know you shouldn't have said that. Mm, that tone was a little harsh. He will. So that's what it means to be angry. So if you're showing a strong annoyance toward your sister or brother, if you're showing displeasure toward your brother or sister, if you're showing hostility to your brother or sister, That's wrong. Jesus is saying that's wrong. Yes. So let's continue. So whoever continues, that means you didn't just start. Something happened and you were angry and you processed it and moved on. No. Something happened and you held on to that anger for however long with with your brother or sister. So whoever continues in that or harbors malice. So harbors, you're holding on to it. Your anchors drop. You're you're at the dock. You're chilling. Big chilling. So malice. What is the definition of malice? This is really sad. (laughs) So malice is the intention or desire to do evil. Mm. Malice is ill will. And you know, we're all guilty. Right. We're all guilty. And Jesus is... Very Mm. intentional with the words he used with his sermon. Yes, yes, exactly. That's a great point. So malice is there for a reason. Right. And the Amplified translation is a direct translation from the original text. So this is what Jesus said. Right, in the original language it was written in. But it's just so deep. And, And who can honestly say, you haven't had, I don't know about the desire to do evil, you need to pray. And seek the Holy Spirit. But who says they haven't felt ill will towards someone? Right. Oh, not me. If you can't celebrate with your brother or sister when something good happens in your life, that's ill will. Mm. If something tragic happens or something bad happens to your brother and sister and you're like, mm, I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. I was waiting for that to happen. They were doing this, that, and the other. Ill will. And that's what the Lord says you will be guilty before the court. So that's that's the base level, right? Right. Next next part. And whoever speaks contemptuously. So anger is internal that can be expressed. So anger and harbored malice then turns into an action of speaking. Mm. Speaking contemptuously and insultingly contemptuously the definition so if you're speaking contemptuously you're speaking in a scornful way that shows disdain Mm. none of this is positive sisters right right. but we're all guilty of it Mm -hmm. but that's not how we have to stay right we all have to stay guilty we'll get into it wait wait for it We, we ain't guilty in god's eyes you don't see us like that 
but that doesn't mean we have a free pass to do and say and treat people however we want. Mm -hmm. So contentiously and insultingly. Insulting. The meaning of insulting is giving or intended to give offense. Mm. Insulting is a state of being. So you can be insulting or you can give an insult. What sibling hasn't done this? Right. And I think something interesting about insult is that they're intentional. Mm. You have to like, it's, it's a process to put out what you want to say towards another person. Yeah. And a lot of time, no, not a lot of times, every single time, it's an outpouring of what is happening in our hearts. Right. If you aren't feeling contemptuous, malice, harboring any negative feeling towards someone, there's no way you would say anything like that. Right. But even deep down, if you have unforgiveness or unhurt or unprocessed hurt or unprocessed anger, that is going to come out through your speech. That's what the Bible says. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if hurt, anger and malice and contention and insults toward your brother or in your heart. Exactly. But we don't see it like that. We see, well, this is my hurt and they did this to me and this is my pain. And this is how it's always been between us. And this this is is how it's always going to be. Mm -hmm. Come out of agreement with that. Right. That's coming into agreement that's saying this this is the abundant life God has for me. Right. If you believe in the abundant life, Mm -hmm. if you want to receive it, God has better for you than walking around with hurt and pain, being shackled by your past. Right. Truly. In your sibling relationships, sisters. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Let me let me continue. So I'm in the middle of verse 22. So speaking contemptuously and insultingly to your brother, calling him Raka, which means you empty headed idiot. Call it, so now you're calling names. You shall be guilty before the court. The Supreme Court, the San, which was the Sanhedrin in those times. And whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of a fiery hell. Mm. So I was reading these verses and preparing for this episode. And I heard the Holy Spirit saying, um, commentary, commentary. I was just hearing the word commentary. I was like, okay, you know, I'm a Google good commentary. My, my mom got the Matthew Henry. I'm about to see what's up. Mm-mm. The Holy Spirit is the commentator. Amen. He is the teacher. He will explain. So honestly, I just read these verses and the Holy Spirit said, look up the definition. How much more clarity do we have now that we know what those words mean? Mm. How much more gravity, how much more understanding do we have now that we have the definition of angry and malice and contemptuously insulting? We don't want to be any of those things. And the Holy Spirit said that these two verses, verse 21 and 22 of Matthew chapter 5, it displays a progression of sin. Mm. And this is, shout out to my pastor, and this is confirmation of a, a word that, well, of our pastor, we use him for <laughs> of a word we received at the end of July. Mm-hmm. And let me see, the, I wrote it down in my notebook. The date was July 21st. So this is what my pastor said on July 21st. And this is a direct reflection of these two verses. Positive thoughts turn into positive emotions. Positive emotions 
turn into positive feelings. Positive feelings turn into positive actions. Mm. So this is God, the, the God designed opposite of what we do in our sibling relationships. So what verse 21 and 22 is describing is how internal anger then leads into insulting speech, then leads into name calling. And how many times have we sinned against God first? Right. And then our sibling mm-hmm. in these ways. It's a progression. It truly, truly is. And just because, like you were saying earlier, just because that's what we're used to, that's mm-hmm. because, quote unquote, that's how it's always been, doesn't mean that was God's design or intention for us. Or that we have to accept it. Mm, yes, that's a great point. We do not have to accept it or come into agreement with that it's always going to be this way Mm -hmm. so from there the enemy our enemy man but we have victory let's go Mm -hmm. but the enemy i think a lot of times in the family within the family unit within siblings within the home growing up in childhood he can plant seeds that grow into discord that grow into disdain that mm-hmm. grow into distance i'm right. coming with the d's let's go but it's not growing into into positive fruit that god intended right so ava what are some of the ways that the enemy plants these seeds in childhood wow some of the ways okay some of the ways are through trauma through abuse physical sexual or verbal or emotional neglect he plants seeds through abandonment mistreatment infidelity within the family addiction divorce maybe you grew up and there was mental health issues present within your house maybe you had instability Jealousy is a seed that the enemy tries to plant in rejection. But glory and praise be to God that no matter what it is, the name of Jesus, Jesus the healer, his name, he, the living God, can heal you. No matter what you experience, right. no matter what went on and what went on and what is going on in your sibling relationships, the enemy tries to take advantage of the innocent youth. And that's just the truth. Yep. So from what we experience in childhood, God wants to heal us of that. Mm-hmm what negative experiences, however you related to the list I just read off. The Holy Spirit wants to come in and change your heart because healing is one thing, but wholeness is another. Right. Wholeness is being able to look at a person who did you wrong and after having released forgiveness, not having any negative emotions in Mm. your heart. Truly. 
that's what that's what Jesus offers right to everyone but along with that offer comes a personal responsibility yes and that's what I was going to say because it's it's one thing to come to terms with what you've experienced mm. as a child right and at the same time not living out of that hurt because that's where the malice builds up that's where the jealousy builds up that's where the contention builds up division may continue to spread right and and it's it really is a matter of surrendering and casting all of those cares to jesus because that's why he came because he cares for you we weren't designed to carry all of these, in a sense, sinful occurrences. At, right. Right. And sinful patterns. Yeah. But if we continue to operate from that, thinking that this is normal, this is how things are supposed to be. That's this how is, this my is, parents This is all were. I've known. Right. Because if we live from that perspective... We're limiting the power of God in our lives. I like how you said the word limit because we, if we have a limited perspective, that is literally not accepting the unlimited power of God. Right. His thoughts, his ways are higher than ours. So we have to be willing to say, I don't know how, but I believe. I don't know how, but I trust. Mm-hmm. And... I think that's just exactly it. We try to figure out so many things with our sibling relationships that we forget to ultimately rely on God for that healing, for that reconciliation. Because you can't fix it. Mm. Not you can't. (laughs) We can't fix our sibling relationships. Right. We can't fix ourselves. We're not God. If we had everything we needed inside of us, why would we need God? Mm. So one of the keys in sibling relationships is relying on God. Mm. Relying on God to keep you and relying on God that he's already worked it out. Right. And working things out doesn't always Working God working things out doesn't mean that you're going to be standing hand in hand uh, playing red light, green light with your siblings. Sometimes God working things out means that you have a season where you don't communicate. Mm. Maybe it's short. Maybe it's extended. That can also look like reaching out more, more than you used to. Right. God working things out, his plans are far above ours, but we have to trust that he does have a plan. Sisters, God has a plan for your sibling relationships. Always. And if you're an only child, don't play. We're not we're not just talking about blood, okay? Right, right. And I think that's a like a perfect leeway into even talking about spiritual siblings because right. As believers, as true believers, we know that at the moment of our salvation, we are adopted into the family yes, of God. Given the spirit of adoption. And then that includes 
a family includes siblings mm-hmm. and we we gain brother brothers and sisters in Christ for eternity. Right. And I think that is something so amazing about God is that he is allowing us to experience siblings on not only a physical level if you have a sibling mm-hmm. but also on a spiritual level because yeah. Spirit is eternal. Flesh is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Right. And I think even working to repair and restore and reconcile the physical sibling relationships now only further prepares us for our life after this, after this reality passes, after yeah. we either die or we are caught up with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But that sibling, this spiritual sibling relationship is only possible through the adoption. It's not something inerrant. It is not something that is automatic of being a human. It is a choice that we make as a result. And recognize. Right. We recognize each other who are children of God. Everybody ain't God's child just because you're living on this earth and you came out of a woman. That don't make you God's child. You're his creation. And I think those exact same, those seeds that you had talked about, even in the physical, can even take place in the spiritual. If anything, it starts first in the spiritual. Yes, 100%. And a lot of the seeds that are planted are generational. Mm -hmm. I bet if some of you... Talk to your parents, your aunts, your grandparents, your cousins. You'd find out a lot of you are dealing with the same things. Right. When you find similar themes. Yes. And trauma Patterns. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. The enemy attacks the family unit. You guys, we go all the way back to Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Truly. And if he tried it at the beginning, you think he stopped now? Right. Siblings are precious to God. Mm -hmm. Siblings are precious to Jesus. Jesus owns the church. Jesus had two sets of siblings in his closest followers. Within the 11 faithful disciples, we're two sets of brothers. Yes. How is that not special to God? Right. Truly. And how much deeper is your connection, like you said, Lexi, when you are brothers or sisters in Christ Mm -hmm. because that surpasses any physical relationship and I God is so amazing and there's no way we can ever understand why he does the things he does but spiritual siblings is something outside of being a daughter of God it's either that it's either being a daughter or being a sibling there's no aunties in I'm Christ, a, no mother, uncles, no I'm a mother in, in the kingdom of God, no, no <laughs> father-in-laws, mother-in-laws in Christ, no grandparents in Christ. It, we're sisters in Christ. Right. And that is so sacred because one, God established it mm. and two, it's eternal. Right. And I, and I know that may seem like such an abstract idea to think about because we don't see the spiritual, but, but that's it's faith. much more real than even hearing our voices right now. Man, absolutely. Like, it was spiritual when we're in the dollar store and we can hear the woman checking us out talking about 
how her older siblings are jealous of her. Mm. How could we feel that pain? Right. How could we literally stand in front of her and feel the pain of decades? Because this woman was older than us by a few decades. Mm -hmm. We could feel that pain. That's spiritual. And Jesus even said, who is my mother? That's what I was just thinking of. Who is my brother? Mm -hmm. And you know, (laughs) Shout out to Jesus. Every No, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. That's high five worthy. Shout out to Jesus. <laughs> Double high five. Let's go. Shout out to Jesus, sisters. High Amen. five yourself. Give a hand clap. Say a woohoo or something, <laughs> man. We love Jesus. Amen. Because Jesus is who makes us siblings. Mm. That's how we're sisters in Christ. Yes. Who, If you're doing the will of the Father, you're our sister. And that's why Jesus gave us this name of two sisters in Christ, mm. because we're two sisters speaking to our other sisters out there. Yes. You listening right now. You are our sister. You're going to see Alexis and Ava in heaven. Don't play. Come on. For real. If you believe in Jesus. Yes. That he came to this earth fully man and fully God, that he lived a perfect life as a perfect sibling, free of jealousy. Free of malice, free of deception. He came and did that for us. He fulfilled the law and the prophet so that we could be reconciled to the father through the payment and shedding of his blood. Mm -hmm. If you believe in that, that he died and rose again on the third day, that he made an appearance to people after he was resurrected and then he went back home to the father, we're sisters. And that, and and Lexi and I, we are 100% same DNA Mm -hmm. blood sisters. But honestly, and I know that she agrees with this, Yeah, that means nothing to either of us. I, I don't, it means nothing in comparison to the eternal spiritual awareness that we have. We're not going to look back and be like, oh, we shared the same DNA on earth when we're in heaven. Right. We shared the same DNA on earth. How cool. No. We're going to look back and say, look how we used the relationship God gave us as blood sisters, mm. translated that into, into, the recogni- into the recognition that, hey, this sisterhood thing, it's for eternity in yes. Christ. That means way more to me than having a similar voice as you, than kind of looking, looking the same as you. And that, that yeah. Go ahead. And that's why preparing now on earth for eternal life is necessary because we know that none of these things any kind of abuse trauma abandonment mistreatment addiction anything negative anything sinful anything out of the will of god will not exist in eternal life thank you and because of that even more so we need to it's our responsibility as believers in jesus as Mm -hmm. being his ambassador as being his representative in this world on this side of eternity to be the ones to establish and help progress that process of reconciliation, of healing, of peace, of harmony, of unity between our earthly sibling relationships. And, and, he, if, if, and if you're not ready for that, you can be honest to Jesus about it. Yes. Because the Holy Spirit's not going to force you to do anything. Right. God... When he established humanity, he gave us free will from the very beginning. And he respects our free will. Yes. And so it's it's not so much as we're forced to have reconciliation with our siblings. Right. No, it's for our best interest. God doesn't need us. 
we need God and we especially need God when it comes to our sibling relationships because it's only through him, which has been reiterated throughout this entire episode, that we are able to receive that reconciliation, that wholeness, that peace, that unity, that harmony, that understanding. Yes. And, and without him, anything we do outside of that, it, it won't come to fruition like he wants it to. Absolutely. Because we know his ways are the best ways. Even if we don't understand the situation we're facing right now. Because we're not meant to figure it out. Right. And if you feel like you are burdened with all these responsibilities and with all these hurts and pains and memories from how you were either treated by a sibling or how you're, you treated or are treating a sibling, yeah, that's when you really need to be honest with God. Man. Because you'll continue to be burdened. Until Jesus sets you free. Yes. And freedom through Jesus has to come from a place of humility and acknowledging where you're at with your sibling relationship. And if that means you need to forgive your sibling for something they did to you, even if they didn't apologize. And even if they're not aware that they did it. Right, because forgiveness is not for the other person. It's Mm. for you. Say that again. It's not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. And that can, and sometimes it is not an overnight thing all the time. And that's just life. Forgiveness is a process and it, it, forgiveness is necessary because if we don't forgive a sibling for a wrongdoing, we are going to continue to harbor that malice, to hold on to that hurt. And that will come out in our speech. Yes. And that will affect how we live and that will affect how we treat our sibling. And that'll affect our eternity. Because if we're operating out of unforgiveness, we're not operating out of love. And that's what, walking in the spirit is walking in love. And if we're not, and if we're walking in unforgiveness, that's not God's will. We're walking in our flesh. Right. We're being led by either an unclean spirit, our flesh, the enemy, a demon, what a stronghold, a generational curse, whatever it is. But through the power of Jesus, he gives us authority to cast those cares and to not come into agreement with that unforgiveness. Through his name. Let's go. Let's high five worthy girl. We got two in this episode. (laughs) It's Jesus name, sisters. Mm. Jesus name that frees us. Right. Truly. And it's not a whole Oh, I got to be in prayer for 10, 12 hours to I gotta, receive forgiveness. I got to no. get down on my knees and say this. It, no, you don't. It's simply humbling yourself and honestly, even being honest with yourself that even though this person may not ever apologize to me or may not mm. ever talk to me about whatever it is, it is still my responsibility to forgive them because as soon as I truly forgive that person i'm telling you sisters you'll feel instant freedom it'll be like a weight is lifted off of your shoulders if you sincerely do it yes and you know i like how you said earlier that it's okay if we're not at that place yet it's okay if you're not ready to forgive but sisters let me tell you that does not excuse that does not excuse you cutting off communication Mm. with our heavenly father that doesn't mean oh i'm not ready to forgive so i'm not going to talk to god about it no 
that means, oh Lord, I see this area and I still get pissed off when I look at that person, when right. I look at my sibling. God, I can't celebrate with my sister right now. And she shared good news. Mm. I want to be able to celebrate. I want to be able to lift her up, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I need you to help me. There's something inside of me that's blocking me from your will. And I, and a lot of times we don't know what it is. Right. Because a lot of times we go through things not understanding mm-hmm. or not knowing what they are. But if you sincerely come to God and you bring that up saying you're not ready to forgive or that you can't. Or that what you're displaying, the action you're displaying, the thoughts you're having, the heart posture you have isn't lined up with his will and you need help. And you, you don't know why. You don't know why you can't get with the program. Mm-hmm. Ask him to show you. Ask him to reveal that root to you. Holy Spirit, what is separating me in this area? And I promise you, sisters, he will reveal whether it be through a dream, a vision, him reminding you of a memory you quite honestly forgot about. Mm. Through whatever means, he will reveal it to you. And when he does, you are responsible for what you do with that. He's not just revealing it to you to be like, okay, cool. Right. No, that this is called processing. God wants us to process through our lives, be attentive to the things we're experiencing and have gone through, bringing it all to him. That's what it means when we give the fullness of our life to God. Mm -hmm. That's even the areas we forgot about and the areas we're wrong in. Right. God is revealing those areas so that we can process it, so that we can take it back to him and so that he can reveal to us. And sometimes when we do go to God and he does reveal to us, He'll reveal to us areas we need to repent in, Mm. whether that's how we treated our sibling, how we thought, like our thoughts toward our sibling, how we are currently treating them, thinking of them, behaving around them. Because that's also an aspect of receiving healing Mm -hmm. is repentance. And all repentance is is acknowledging to God and admitting to him your sinful ways. And sometimes that does involve specifically telling God what, confessing what you were wrong for and how that was against him. Mm -hmm. And after confessing those wrongdoings, after confessing that sin, because everybody does it, sisters, this is not exclusive just to you. This is for me. This is for Ava. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After confessing, Truly and sincerely making an, a conscious effort to turn away from those old patterns of living toward your sibling. Yeah. And in repentance, we have to ask Jesus to help change us. Yes. Because, because that's what it is. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah. Because ultimately, Jesus wants us to have unity with our siblings in that happens through forgiveness and repentance yes because after the sin is called out we have a choice of whether or not we choose to repent and we have a choice whether or not we choose to forgive right because we'll continue to harbor this malice this jealousy this guilt this guilty character And we're not talking about this to make you feel bad, to criticize you, to call you out. 
We're here to shed light in darkness because there are too many sibling relationship sisters and you know which ones I'm talking about that are in the dark and that are operating in darkness. Oh, Father, have mercy. But that's so true. Nobody thinks of it like that. Nobody thinks, oh, I'm jealous of my younger sibling. I'm operating in darkness. Oh, I wish they had... Oh, I wish I had the relationship they have with their significant other. Oh, I wish I had, I wish I had a better car than them. Oh, I wish I, I wish I made as much money as they did. Mom and dad always treated them different growing up. Mom and dad never bought me this. You need to let that go. Right. Stop blaming other people. Right. Take personal responsibility. Ask the Holy Spirit to take you through self-examination and to take you through the process of forgiveness and repentance. Right. And he will, sisters. He will will because jesus doesn't want any of us to be in danger of the fiery hell that's that's a very scary place to be and that wasn't designed for humans it was not designed for us truly and so we're here to encourage you sisters if you need you need to reevaluate and even think about the relationships you currently have with your siblings and really ask yourself am i being the loving sibling that jesus has called me to be am i close to the example of the perfect and maybe not even close Mm. am i trying Trying. yeah let me take redact close was redacted from the record am i trying to even live like Jesus? Mm. Am I trying to glean from Jesus's character and what kind of sibling he was? You know, Jesus, and this we're going to wrap up. Mm. Jesus had earthly siblings. Many. (laughs) That's what they would have considered a larger family today. We're not, (laughs) I don't know too many people with 20 siblings anymore. Man. But, uh, Jesus's siblings did not believe in him. Jesus's sibling, and he was the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. Mary and Joseph, Mary, God, yeah, immaculate conception. <laughs> but he was the oldest sibling. Jesus never got jealous of his younger siblings. Jesus never planted seeds of discord between his younger siblings. Mm. Jesus never manipulated his younger siblings. And let me take out younger. I'll just use siblings because it doesn't matter. These kind of patterns, this kind of sin, this kind of dorkness, like Lexi said, (laughs) it's all prevalent in sibling relationships. Yes. But God is so kind that he gave us an example in his son on this earth. It says that Jesus' brothers were even taunting him. Oh, Jesus, you want to go in Jerusalem? How are you going to be famous if you never get on out there? Mm. That's mocking. That's yes. taunting. Our Savior experienced that. So no matter what you're experiencing in your sibling relationship, sisters, ask Jesus for help. Ask the Holy Spirit for peace. Ask him to reveal and he will. Mm. He definitely will. Yes. Oh, man, we could have been talking about this all day. We could still keep going. (laughs) This is getting kind of long. I think this is a great point to wrap up. Yes. I hope you were blessed by this conversation, sisters, and that you'll take what you heard to the Father. Mm. Take it to Jesus. Take it to the Holy Spirit. And he will speak to you. And he will help you. Mm. Yes. Because the whole purpose of this podcast is to keep Jesus at the forefront. And he is 
oh, he's the only one who can help you with your sibling relationship, sisters. No friend, no no sibling, no coworker, no counselor, and no and no one. No psychic. No, no mentor, no conference, no book. Jesus is the source for healing and for wholeness and for reconciliation. Yes. And so our hope is that through this episode, you were either encouraged, convicted, called out. And called up to a higher standard. Yes. Because that's what God wants for us living in these end times. He wants all of us to rise to the higher standard of Christian living. Yes. Sisters, remember, here on Two Sisters in Christ, we're here to help you make Jesus first in your life and not just a part of it. Bye, ladies. We'll see you next time.